Welcome to Wielding Legacy. My name is Laura Payne Stanley, and this is your weekly audio insight because the key to unlocking your future lies in legacies. As I said, this is an audio insight, and it's one for high achievers, for visionaries, for empire builders, and for power couples. You see, I know that you are here, already creating an impact in your industry. You are here building a legacy for you and your family. And it drives you, it occupies your mind. But through my work as a trusted advisor to extraordinary entrepreneurs, I know you aren't yet reaching your greatest potential in your business, your performance, and in your relationships. Now, I'm known with my clients, I am one of their loudest cheerleaders, believing in them often before they do. And yet, you can't enroll me in your legacy limiting story. I'm your biggest empowering challenger as well as you create your ultimate legacy. So this audio insight is called Wielding Legacy because, as I said, the key to unlocking your future lies in legacies. Welcome to episode 18 and being visible as an introvert. So I would say today's episode is one that I am exceptionally qualified to talk about, being visible as an introvert. Because when I talk about introversion and being an introvert, people are often shocked when they learn that I am an introvert. The kind of things that I hear is, but you do TED Talks, but you host your own events, but you network with industry leaders. And yes, that's all completely true, but I am an introvert to my core. How do I know this? Think about introversion such as this. Two people go to an event. For an introvert, the experience is like a battery draining down the more that they're actually around people. For an extrovert at the same event, their battery is being charged when they're around people. Now, this is really just a metaphor for what is actually happening neurobiologically within introverts and extroverts. They are having two different impacts on their central nervous systems. In a study by Dr. Carl Schwartz, he actually concluded that babies who became introverts later on in life, they had more jumpy or reactive amygdala to novelty. So they were reacting to anything new differently than people who became extroverts. Now think about it like this. If you were one of those people and you reacted, your amygdala reacted into anything novel, that puts an increased load on your nervous system to react to novelty. Whether it's threatening or safe, that's actually kind of completely irrelevant. It's just how you process the new. And I thought that was so interesting because I know that's how I react as an introvert. And there's some things that we're going to talk about today. One is some myths about being an introvert. One is habits and tendencies and traits of being an introvert. And then actually, if you are an introvert, hi, by the way, friend, hello, join the club. <laughs> if you are an introvert, how do you actually handle that and become visible? So here's some myths that happen, or I've actually heard about being an introvert. Introverts hate to socialize. Just not true. Even though we might not be great at it all the time, we don't hate it. Introverts are extremely shy. And introverts can be mistaken for, if you think of it like this, when you go into a room, if you're an introvert and you want to find your fellow introverts, look around the walls. <laughs> we walk into a room and we hang back around the walls. We kind of scope everything out, see what's kind of clicking and what's going on before jumping into the main conversation. 
Another myth, introverts are more likely to get depressed. Introverts lack confidence. Not necessarily true. Introverts and extroverts don't get along. We say like attracts likers, and that is very true. I have a lot of introverted clients, but I also have extroverted clients. It isn't, it's not oil and water. These two things just don't mix. It's just different ways that we process things, different energy levels. One of the myths that does drive me a little bit crazy um, because I see this being used almost to sometimes batter introverts is that you need to be an extrovert in business to be successful. Absolutely a myth. Some of the most successful business people you will ever read about are introverts. Neither one's right. So I'm an introvert and obviously I'm doing this podcast today. I'm not saying being an introvert is better than being an extrovert and being an extrovert isn't better than being an introvert. It's just different ways that we are. It's just different ways of managing our energy. So you, you just really need to know what you are and how to manage yourself. And as I said, I'm a TEDx speaker. I do a lot of speaking. Another myth I hear is to be a speaker, you need to be an extrovert. Now, I'm going to categorically say no. <laughs> no, that's completely false. So if those are some of the myths about being an introvert, what are some of the traits about being an introvert? I will hold my hands up. Hell yes, two of them in the air right now and say some of my best business days are when there is no calls. There are no meetings. There are no Zooms. There are no anything or very little when I need to talk to people. And I know other introverts the same. As an introvert, you become overstimulated very easily in big environments. So a big environment is anything that when there's multiple stimulus coming out to you, especially if there's a lot of people. And I had this when I was in New York. So I love New York as a city. I love the energy. I love the buzz. I was with Mr. P, my husband and business partner, and we were walking through New York. And I suddenly felt myself become almost overwhelmed, but nothing was going on. He wasn't even talking to me. We were just walking along. I just felt almost like something heavy was on my chest. And I had this experience before in other cities as well. So I know what to do. And one of the, the easiest ways for me, and you might try this too, when I become overstimulated is to look up. So physically roll your eyes up in your head and look up. There's a couple of different ways as well um, from a neuroscience point of view, why this works so well to calm you down. But also just looking up, that beat, that overwhelm, that overstimulation. If you can see the sky, can go just like that. So if you are an introvert and you are ever overstimulated in a big environment, have a go at doing that one. Introverts can also be great listeners in social settings. I said sometimes we're on the outside of the room. We're listening. We're taking everything in. We're assessing like kind of the lay of the land. And we're great listeners. But introverts can be also awesome talkers. Hello, have you met me? Have you met LBS? I am a talker. So it doesn't have to be that an introvert is very quiet all the time. Another trait of introverts is normally the first one to events. And actually it's a tip as well, but you will normally find introverts will be somewhere early. They will be the ones sitting in the car park or trying to find the coffee shop that everyone's going to go to first 
or going somewhere or waiting to go in because the idea of walking in late to a room when it's already buzzing can be crippling for an introvert. So we're the people who are there early. Podcasting actually is as much as an energy drain for an introvert as talking to people because you're still talking to someone. So I love doing this podcast. I absolutely love doing it. I love being a guest on podcasts. So if you know, if you've got a podcast out there and you're looking for a guest, I'd love to be a guest on your podcast. Just reach out, reach out and talk to the team. But it is still energy out because energy is flowing out of me when I'm talking to people. Now, you, I know you're not right here with me now, but I'm not, I'm listening in your ears. So I'm, I'm with you at a point of time in the future. One of the traits of introverts, and this is definitely something I've worked on in the last number of years, is the cadence of being with people and having alone time. So an introvert out there really appreciates this cadence, this, this kind of, um, I don't think another word for it, apart from cadence that works so well, of how much time to spend with people and how much alone time you need. So introverts can be great salespeople, but especially if they're on the road because they can be there in with a client, they can do the sale. And then they get the counter cadence, which is they're then sat in the car on their own for half an hour to an hour. And that creates the harmony. Introverted speakers, they can be with a huge amount of people. And then they need that alternate cadence of being on their own to create that harmony. So introverts really appreciate the cadence, especially if you're an introvert that you are doing things around people, you've got to balance it out. Introverts who are speaking at gigs or they're attending a seminar or they're holding a um, client session or they're doing something kind of exhibition. They're the people who run for the toilets. Not because there's any issues going on, but because they want to be alone. They know their places. They're the people as well that after you've been with people a whole day, they want to go back to their room and they'll freshen up. But what they actually mean is, I just need people to not be around for half an hour. Introverts aren't always the people who are wanting to keep the party going, who are wanting to continue to network. So introverts as well, one-to-one work can be easier to manage the energy than one-to-many group programs or live trainings. Now, I'm not talking about one-to-many when you do a course and there's no live part of you. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if you hold space with you and a group of people. For an introvert, that can be hard to manage. Again, if they haven't got the cadence and the harmony of their alone time. So in this episode, I want to focus on being an introvert and how to be visible either online or in person when your natural tendency is to just be on your own, is to just hide. And one of the things to really realize about being an introvert or an extrovert is the length of your runway. So what do I mean by the length of runway? Think about this metaphor. You've got a helicopter that starts and goes straight up and takes off. You've got a jet fighter on an aircraft carrier. A huge amount of ejection of speed doesn't go straight off, straight up like the helicopter, but goes very quick and will be up and flying. Then you have some jet engines that need the whole runway in order for them to take off. Now, all three of those eventually take off. They just do it at different speeds. 
unfortunately in business and in the entrepreneurial world, when it comes to being visible online, we often think that the helicopter approach is best and is the only way of doing it. Now, for an introvert, you may have a longer runway. Oof, could you feel that? Could you feel that truth bomb land there? Are you an introvert and you've been trying to be a helicopter, but actually you needed a longer runway because you're a jet engine? You probably are getting frustrated with yourself. You probably got people telling, just go live. And you're like, I can't. So ask yourself, are you an introvert or an extrovert? And what length of runway have you got? And not a length of runway. I'm just going to call some BS here in case it's coming up. Do not increase the length of your runway as a, as a means of just avoidance. That's a whole different thing we're talking about here. We're talking about limiting beliefs then. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about working with your introversion. Mm, okay. So another thing we need to do as introverts, especially when we're getting visible, is we need to say what we need. I can't, I, I'm going to, I was just wondering how to say this PC and I thought, do you know what, Laura, just say it to you, Frank. I know because I am one, that introverts sometimes can come across, across as aloof and they can come across as rude. Because for an introvert, when you are at the point of you feel like it's too much and you're getting overstimulated, all you want to do is get out of there. And the social norms and graces kind of go out the window because all you are craving to do is to be on your own. So you might leave early from a party. Again, oh, that's right, rude. They're boring. There's, there's words that we have. And actually, all it means is that you know your energy. You know that actually what you need. So it's so important to say what you need, because if other people don't understand, we have a habit of humans, we make up narratives. So if you are an introvert, one of the biggest things is just to say what you need. I love organizing events. I really do. And obviously I organize introverts um, events from my model of the world, which is being an introvert. And I want to say to any extrovert listening to this, I adore your energy. Part of me wishes I could be a little bit more extroverted sometimes and have, I wish I was recharging when I was at events. Sometimes it, would, it seems like it's much easier, but I do have a plea. If you are an extrovert and you create events from, and you'll do it from your model of the world. So what we mean by that is you are creating an event from what you as an extro, extrovert would understand that you need. Please do not forget that introverts are different. When you are planning events, one of the most obvious ways that this shows up is AKA the green room or speaker room or whatever you want to call it. One of the reasons an introvert loves that space more than anything is it is their breath of fresh air. It is their break. It is their pause when no one can ask them a question. Now, extroverts might not understand, but introverts they want that. They want that part when you can go to the toilet, you can fix your makeup, you can do whatever else you're doing, and no one's going to ask you a question. You can get yourself ready for, before you talk, or you even come off stage. And if you've done a, a couple of questions when you come off stage, you are craving, you are wanting that little bit of peace. So my plea is for extroverts. Please remember when creating events and timetables and itineraries and how to serve people 
Remember introverts and extroverts when you are planning how to create an amazing elevated experience for all. Okay, so what else, what do you need? So when you're an introvert being visible online, you might want to practice or have a couple of attempts before you hit live. So if you're an introvert and you are not being visible right now because the idea of hitting live just kind of freaks you out, and I get it because there's people on the other end of the side, so again, energy is going down, then practice a couple of times, but properly practice. Record yourself. Depends what medium you're going to use, but record yourself. And do that a couple of times before you hit live. Now, introverts like to manage variables to reduce anxiety. So things such as in-person for speaking, call times, what mics you're using, the kind of setup that people have got, if, if they're presentations, again, um, for me, if I've got a presentation um, speaking gig that I'm doing, I will always send my slides ahead of time to the organizer. I will always have a copy of my slides with me on a USB port. I always take my own clicker. <laughs> So, you know, I click when you're clicking through your slides. I will always take my own clicker just in case because there's nothing worse than being on stage and the clicker not working and you're clicking and it goes ahead three, three or it goes back two and it just, it just the whole um, cadence and energy of your talk starts falling apart because you're trying to manage a clicker that isn't doing what you want to click. Um, it kind of is comedy sometimes for the audience, but then sometimes it just, <laughs> it is not good. So as an introverted speaker, how can you reduce your anxiety? How can you ask for what you need? Another tip for anybody else who's doing speaking out there is Q&As. So if you are doing any kind of speaking gig, ask the organizer, are there Q&A sessions? And how are those questions coming in? Are they pre-approved questions, i.e. they come in beforehand so you can have a read through, or are they coming in live? Are they going to be read out to you or just, again, manage your expectations and manage as the speaker how you want to handle that. Now, don't forget at any point in time, not just as an introvert and an extrovert, but any point in time, know your boundaries. Say what you need. Introverts tend to take a, a longer beat, and we say a longer beat, like a longer pause, to think before they talk. And they can need a beat before answering. So it's a really great idea if you are a speaker and you're doing some work on stage or you might be in a panel and someone's going to ask questions live, tell the audience what you're doing. Because if I did this now on a podcast and I don't say anything, so if someone, if you just asked me a question and I just went, hmm, and I'm just taking my beat to think about it, you've got dead air, which is never good on a podcast or any kind of recording you're doing, but also isn't great on stage. So just have your answer. So just say, you could say this, just to, you know, to your audience, tell them what's going on. Okay, hi everyone, great question. I'm an introvert, so let me just take a beat Why I think about what you've just asked. So you're just, you're bringing the person and the whole audience along with you. Let's talk about panels. If you're on a panel, I've done this and I would really recommend doing it. If you're on a panel and you've got a panel host and the panel host is just gonna ask questions and everyone's gonna jump in, share with the panel host that you're an introvert. And you might not be the first person to dive in again if you're gonna take that extra long beat, but you are keen to answer. So a great panel host will make sure that everyone gets a turn to answer and kind of swap it around the panel. 
But if you don't have an experienced panel host, then just give your panel host that information. Never forget, you can say no to anything you are not happy doing. So if you don't want to answer on-the-spot questions or about a certain topic, tell the person that. So tell the organizer or tell the host that. If you're an introvert and you are scared or you had an experience in your past, and this can happen often at school, that you were put on the stage, um, on the spot, sorry, like you were on stage and someone asked you something or a teacher put you on the spot and said, could you stand up and do this like improv or could you do this? And that idea terrifies you because you didn't have a great experience, then that may be something that you're really scared of. And actually you don't want to re-traumatize yourself. So say to an organizer, you'll answer pre, pre-qualified questions, presenting questions. You don't get over the fear of flying by chucking someone out of a plane to do a skydive. If you have a fear around public speaking, think about that. The next time someone says, just get up there and do it. If answering questions, if you're happy speaking, presenting, but answering questions is beyond your boundary, that would be your chucking yourself out of a plane skydiving when you're terrified of flying, then say no. Take space and take time to process. That's the introverted way. And make sure if you are doing any kind of speaking gigs, the space during when you're on stage, the space beforehand and the space after. Here's another little tip about being an introvert and being visible. If you are an introvert or if you are friends with an introvert and you see this happening, if they've done some kind of speaking gig or they've done anything when there's people around and they've been talking. Mr. P, my husband and business partner, we've been married 13 years, knows me very well. I, when I am overstimulated or I've been doing it like a whole day long event and I need a bit of space, I need a bit of a break. I can actually sound like I'm drunk. So I can actually sound like I will struggle to find my words, that I'm not slurring too much, but actually I take a very long time to say things. It's like my brain, it's like it's a computer. There is too many tabs open and I can't find my words anymore. And if you are a friend of somebody who's an introvert and you notice their behavior after they've done something, it might sound like that. So you're thinking, they haven't had a drink. Why are they sounding like that? Or they seem agitated, watch their hands. Again, they might be clenching their hands or doing some kind of tick with their hands. Be a great friend and just say, shall we pop outside just to go and have some space for a minute and do it quietly? And then if you walk outside with them, don't ask them a question. Just let them breathe. Just be there. I promise you as an introvert, it is one of the greatest gifts when somebody who knows you or someone can, if you are feeling overwhelmed, can come in and help you have that piece of space when you are getting overstimulated. So also, more tips on managing introversion at an in-person event. I said this before, and I'm saying this because in-person events are coming back more and more now, obviously, as we're kind of, I don't think coming out of the pandemic, but as you know, life starts moving on again, get somewhere early, scope out the room I know you're already doing this introverts but scope out the room get there before it gets noisy then you can pick your place as well and and more often than not because we're human this is an introversion extroversion this is tribal 
pick a place when your back's to the wall and you can see the most of the room. So if you ever go into like an empty cafe and you pick your space, that's normally the one that we'll pick. So we can see as much as possible, but our back is protected. <laughs> Find your take a beat spaces. So things such as where are the toilets? If you are feeling overwhelmed as an introvert or you need that space, where can you go? And introverts who are smokers. I've actually worked with people um, who came to me to stop smoking, smoking sensation. But their smoking as an introvert actually gave them the take a beat space. So the reason they didn't want to quit was because it gave them that pause, that space, even during a working day, whether they're in corporate life or not. So again, that might be something you might want to hear or you know someone who you go, that's why they won't stop smoking because it gives them a beat. And I'm not telling you to start smoking at all. What I'm saying to you is know your take a beat spaces and know your coping mechanisms. Also manage your energy, especially when you're at a longer event. So if you are going to an in-person holiday event, maybe consider staying over and then you'd have your room. And then you could go to your room just for 10 minutes during lunch, just to refresh, take your beat, and you'll be ready to go again. So I've been talking a bit about in-person because they're coming back more and more, but actually, how do you manage being visible online when you're an introvert and we're not talking about in-person? Pre-record as much content as possible. If you are doing things which have any element of live, ask yourself, do you need to go live? Or could you do a pre-record? If you are gonna go live, find a fellow introvert who matches your energy and do it together. Do it, you know, if you've got your following, they've got theirs, interview each other on each other's feed because two introverts together can just kind of calm each other down and it makes it not so intense. Another way to manage being visible online when you're an introvert, I'll be doing an episode soon about personal branding. And I just had a new personal branding shoot done. If you haven't had one done and you're looking to have one, make sure that you have a personal branding photographer who understands how to shoot introverts. If you are an introvert and you have booked a full day shoot, you are going to be tired at the end. You are going to be shattered at the end. A photographer who understands introverts will understand when you need that beat, will understand, actually, you don't want to go and have a working lunch. You want to go and sit on your own in quietness for 15 minutes and just kind of get back together. Also with your hair and makeup artist. Now, remember I said, know your boundaries. If you're an introvert and you're having your hair and makeup done and then you've got a full day shoot, it's okay to say to someone, do you mind if I just sit in silence where I get my thoughts together? And a great hair and makeup professional will understand. How else? If you're an introvert, you, well, your audience probably is going to be also introverted as well. We like attracts like. So think to yourself, how do you like connecting with people's content when it's not always them talking live, when it's not always them showing their face? How do you do it? How do you like consuming content? And how do you create a connection with someone online? There you go. How do you like doing it? With other people, 
And then how can you use that information for yourself? And for introverts, focus on engagement and connection online, not just about publishing content and going live. Now, one of the tools I have as an introvert, I am always writing ideas down, always writing ideas down. So if you have any ideas that, you know, you might be doing something else. I actually had one when I was with my trainers this morning. I was with them and I was just, I was doing some work and I was thinking to myself, this would be a great thing to do with this. So as soon as I finished the session, I just jotted a note down. So in your everyday life as an introvert, sometimes it can be really great to think about ideas in the situational context of when they happen, rather than then sitting down with a blank piece of paper and going, right, how am I going to be visible online? And you go, I don't know, (laughs) because it can feel overwhelming. So as I said, hello, fellow introvert, I see you, I hear you, and I feel you. Being an introvert gives us a unique perspective. It's not less, less than, and it's not more than, it just is. And just is as an introvert can be an amazing way to create your legacy. So thank you for listening today and I hope you found this interesting. If you know of someone who would benefit from listening to Building Legacy, send them to laurapainstanley.com to sign up. And when you're ready to explore your legacy, your success and your impact on the world, there are two ways that you can currently work with me. One is through Be Boosted, a virtual event to take your professional service business and your life to the next level. Join me for six days in November where you will leave with you and your business boosted. The second way is to join me for a one-to-one experience like no other in my immersion days. These are powerful days that is created specifically for you that combines coaching, hypnotherapy, and other releasing techniques to enable you to move to the next level, all combined with strategy.